How did this happen? You have to believe me, Beast would never do anything to endanger Fable Town. I think this situation requires certain skill sets, Miss White. I guess it takes a wolf to track a wolf. We may have a problem. Protecting Fable Town was my job. I failed them. There are things that happened in the homelands. Things that nobody knows about. Whatever's happened is bad. But right now, Fable Town could use a little bad of their own. Welcome to Fable Town. For more information, go to fabletownseries.com. All eyes and no sight. Poisonous bunchbacked toad. The soul of this man is his clothes. Beetle-headed, flap-eared knave. Anointed sovereign of sighs and groans. Hello, and welcome to the special Jagcore edition of Strutting and Fretting, conversations with actors and performing artists from Houston and beyond. I'm your host, Timothy Eggert. Today, I'm speaking with actors Callan McLaughlin and Natalie Lerner, who star in the upcoming Stageworks production of A Few Good Men, which I also happen to be in. So, yay! Uh, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's we so keep saying ways. things at the same time. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a cool. Um, so we'll just get right into it. Um, we've all heard, uh, we've all seen Jack Nicholson yell, you can't handle the truth at Tom Cruise. But for those of us that might not remember the story quite so much, can you two set us up a bit with the show and your characters? Well, my character doesn't care a lot about a lot, so I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I, I personally feel like uh, the character of Joe Galloway is uh, a bit of a driving force behind A Few Good Men. Um, she's pretty passionate about following the rules and um, uh, justice, I would say. Um, there are two Marine officers, or no, enlisted, uh, a gentleman named Dawson and Downey who... Donnelly. <laughs> which is a, a direct reference right there from right. Um, and uh, they have participated in something called a code red um, which and to the marines is standard practice if somebody messes up they kind of punish them and I believe your character Tim says it's like a hazing yeah. which is true which yeah well I mean it's true in the play yeah, I, 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 you know, any Marines out there listening, I'm. You know, we're we're ignorant we're, to that. Yeah, Thank you for I your don't service. know. We're just yeah, actors. That's you know, we were told that never happens. Um, but yeah, at least at least in the context of the play. Yes. Yes. So this is this huge like um, landmark courtroom drama, which is um, actually sort of based on the story that um, Aaron sis Aaron Sorkin's sister relayed to him. So it's it's kind of loosely based on true events. It's not like directly, you know, no one character is any one character in the play necessarily, including Usagi, who is my dog, who's like wandering around um, what I laughingly call the studio. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's this it's this huge courtroom drama where um, Navy JAG officers are um, basically defending um, two Marine officers, not officers, uh, enlisted men who were, you know, basically accused of murdering this and, other and person. And basically through defending them, they mm -hmm. find themselves kind of questioning what are orders and how you follow them and the procedures of the entire Marine Corps in this fictional Marine Corps world. Right. Yes. Yeah. 
And Joe obviously starts out this whole thing going, I need to defend these people. And of course she gets sidetracked by, uh, you know, people who are in the Jag Corps that are higher than she is. And for the people that don't know, the Jag Corps, of course, is the Judge Advocate General office that, you know, does the whole court and martial proceedings and for I learned the military. something today. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you didn't, didn't know that. Jaguar? I probably should have known that. <laughs> yeah, you probably should know that. Very cool. All right. That's I mean, what I watched the, the show Jag growing up. Well, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just never really The 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 thing is is that um that I didn't know prior to um being in the show was like uh, I was reading this going, why are Navy people involved in a, a marine court martial and i always thought that the um army navy air force marines they were all very very separate groups but apparently um i guess the marines technically even though they all both consider themselves very different ends of the spectrum technically the marines are actually a subset yeah. mm-hmm. of of the navy but i had no idea also what's interesting we learned that the marines were first isn't that what i don't think that's what she said i think they were like maybe a month apart yeah. or okay. something yeah. like that great i'm a but, great listener yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, it's i mean i i don't know the timeline either i mean i would have to look it up and, yeah. and clearly we're all doing our research that we're supposed yes. to be doing yes thorough um, research but uh yeah that's 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 cool um what about the show made you want to audition um really I just love that this character kind of goes from such an apathetic... Well, I auditioned for multiple characters, but right. you know, it's the one that I wanted, the role that I wanted of to course. get because mm-hmm. you know he gets to talk the whole time. And I haven't stood up and talked in front of people on stage in three years. So okay. just an opportunity to get back into the theater was the main reason I auditioned. But the character himself, it's interesting to see such an apathetic person kind of develop uh, caring feelings about something and kind of develop into somebody that went from completely carefree, only worried about softball to actually defending somebody's life in a courtroom and kind of the journey he goes through, through that. And then, um, for myself, um, there are aspects of Joe that I I think I can really relate to. I I think I would consider myself a pretty patriotic person. (laughs) Yes. Um. (laughs) Uh, fun fact to know and learn um natalie is always singing um and i'm proud yeah, to be yes, an american that, that sound like right after pretty much in any between any scene any scenes okay yeah. i thought it was just me i've heard it under the breath a few times and yeah it's contagious it's um i just feel like it's an, a perfect underscore for many scenes it is it, it <laughs> is i whoa there we go thank you dog thank friend. you ginger right. we All have right. dogs in here by the way for anyone yeah listening. ginger stop <clears throat> um yeah probably the thing is, is I would keep the dogs outside, but if they were outside, they would just be like kind of rubbing up against the door. Oh, they're a, they're <laughs> a welcome energy. Stuff energies. like that. Um, so we just we just let them. We don't want to hear Johnny's situation. Them. Yeah, I know. Anyway, yeah. but um, uh, go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah. So and uh, you know, I I personally have been on like the director producer side um, for a while. I, I before I ended up at Stageworks in. Uh, September of last year, I actually was artistic director of the Mosaic Hub and um, 
which uh, was a hub for creative expression. And I would put on variety shows uh, and have actors, singers, dancers, um, et cetera. And um, so as of late, being at Stageworks, you know, I was like, I need a, I really, really miss being on the, the actor side mm -hmm. of, of everything. And it's what I went to school for. And it's, it's no matter what I'm doing, it's how I identify. Um, I, I've like never lost sight of like I'm I'm an actress. Like that and, came and, first. Yeah, like I'm kind of I'm doing this thing yeah. over here, but I'm actually an actress. Like right, you know, yeah. like. <laughs> no, I totally get that. Um, and so, um, anyway, so just before this, uh, uh, it was it was very refreshing to be in Crimes of the Heart uh, over at Stageworks, and okay. then um, uh, the next big thing that you know I, I was excited to get to audition for was A Few Good Men, and so. Um, uh, I actually, one summer I studied in Los Angeles at TVI Actor Studio, and um, mm. I, we, we would do auditions for different um, things, and one of them was, <clears throat> excuse me, a courtroom scene, okay. and I, in our little, you know, class, I got cast as the lawyer. So anyway, kind of tapping into that, um, anyway, it, if that answers your question in a really huge nutshell. No, that's okay. I mean, it sounds like um, you personally identify with Joe a lot as far as, I guess, her um, devotion to um, duty, her patriotism. I'm sure her morality kind of comes into play there. Mm -hmm. um, the way she wants to sort of defend the underling to a degree. Um Whereas uh, Dan Caffey's just a child. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Finding myself relating so much to this character has been very interesting and kind of eye-opening because, you know, I want I do care about all these things and I can be neurotic, but I also have that side where I just don't care. And if something's difficult, sometimes I'm just like, ugh. You know, and it's really, it's easy way to relate to this character because he doesn't really want any responsibilities. Like your character calls him out on, he's just kind of coasting by and, mm -hmm. and letting life pass him by. And so it's interesting to see him cling on to something and actually step up. Um, and so finding myself relating to this character was like, am I really like this person? Like, yeah. And, you know, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Uh, don't play softball. But it does sound fun. <laughs> uh, my character is very concerned way, about his softball. I love that Aaron Sorkin chose softball and not baseball. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> much more of a recreational, um, intramural um, kind of thing. Um, yeah, I was I was telling Natalie about this like I think the other like yesterday, I think you were just maybe talking about even yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Um, that I I didn't look it up, but I think there is a West Wing episode where um, the president Jed Bartlett. Um, finally has some time to knock off early and relax a little bit like at I don't know two in the morning or whatever and apparently he likes watching international women's softball maybe that's Sorkin how, just has a maybe thing for softball maybe that's what it is I don't I don't know what it is if it pops I, up in multiple I, of his works it's gotta be well there's a lot of that actually does I mean um a lot of character names pop up over and over again in Sorkin's yeah. work too. Like Danny <laughs> is in there, and um, Sam's, and you know, mm -hmm. there's a Sam and a Danny in a West Wing, and yeah, um, I think in Sports Night too. Um, oh, yeah, Sports Night. But anyway, um, we're I, I guess as long as we're talking about Aaron Sorkin, uh, how familiar were you with his work before we we auditioned and thoroughly enjoyed this? the newsroom. 
I, okay. I, I liked that show yeah. a lot. Um, That's like one I haven't watched, it's, actually. It's very interesting, and it, it was cool when it was coming out more towards the topical topics. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was nice. Uh, the topics <laughs> that it was coming, like, it was coming That's out at a time good. where it was, you know, a couple months, if not like six months after things would happen, mm-hmm. and they would deal with that in the newsroom. But, right. Uh, I just, I love the way he writes. It's very natural, people talking on top of each other. It's very quick, and, right. and some people think that's a bit snootish, just because it's like, witty thing, witty thing, witty thing. It's like, mm, some people don't actually talk like that, but there are. Right. There are people that And do. I, I kind of like how he sort of self-denigrates himself in the mm-hmm. play, because... Yes. Um, oh, that's uh, one of my Whitaker's line to, yeah. to Joe is about, you know, why do you always talk... As if someone is writing your dialogue and not very good at it. Yes. Um, which that I self-deprecation just, I, I just is pretty great. I find that very... Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've listened to tons of interviews with him. Um, and he, he is very um, just sort of neurotic and yeah. self-deprecating. Uh, yeah. And um, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know. He's, the West Wing weekly podcast is really actually pretty entertaining if you're into that kind of thing. And they have, um, they go episode by episode and review episodes, but there, there are breaks in between seasons where they just actually talk to people. And that's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm now advertising for somebody else's podcast, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> it's like, I'm a fan of their podcast. And Joshua Molina is like one of the hosts, oh, okay, which is pretty cool. Cause he was, in the latter years of the West Wing mm-hmm. and on Sports Night, a show I've what never seen. I've never seen West Wing. I mean, I've I know about the hallway walk and talks. Yeah, I mean, I know that's the staple mm-hmm. of the show. I think that started with Sports Night, actually. Probably. Right? Yeah. Um, Can't imagine the tracking about shots. To say. Anyway, <laughs> what I was about to say though is is that they'll take breaks and they'll um, interview actors from the show from like twenty years ago and and other things, but they also had like this really good. They had a really good couple interviews with Sorkin himself, and also Lynn Manuel Miranda, who apparently is like the biggest West Wing fan ever, and claims that it influenced Hamilton to a degree. Wow! Um, so that's that's where uh, I don't know. I'm 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 personally a huge fan of West Wing, and I've seen a lot of Sports Night, and I get this. I like how uh, we can take the rhythms of those things and transplant them. Yeah, over here. When, whenever possible. A lot of that yeah. comes up in the courtroom scenes, especially yeah. just because you know, even though it's you know usually witness question or lawyer question, witness mm-hmm. answer, lawyer question, it actually does kind of overlap in a few interesting ways, especially mm-hmm. in the more heated moments. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I, now I'm gonna get to a, a question for you, Natalie. Sure. Um, so it. And this is sort of a long preamble, but um, women have served in the Navy um, and other military branches since before the First World War. Um, I have not spent a lot of time researching it, but my understanding is, you know, by the late 80s, 90s, women were starting to finally be less of a minority in the armed forces. And if you'll pardon the pun, you're kind of the odd man out here. Yeah, that's terrible. I'm just curious as to what your perspective is on this and, and playing like a whim, oh, uh, you know, someone in this situation mm-hmm. in the summer of 1986. I mean, because obviously there's a difference. If it were set now, obviously people would be pushing back to you right, less. Right. I think it, it says a lot about. Her character, um, mm-hmm. I think, it shows that she's 
she's really strong. And to, to make it that far, I mean, she's a higher ranking officer than Kathy. Um, Which I'm know. reminded of often. <laughs> it's like, oh, as, said often as, in the as play. she should be, yeah. honestly, because yeah. um, you're, like I said, you're a child. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a snarky child. A snarky um, child. You're child. like that petulant teenager. Yeah. And, you know, what's what's interesting, too, is um, there's, there's this sub story going on with your character, actually, Sam. Yeah. Um, where he keeps bringing up his daughter. Um, he, he has a, a, a newborn child mm-hmm. at home or, or what? She's a toddler because she's learning to talk, right? Right. Something like that. She, mm-hmm. I don't know. One. <laughs> yes. And 14 if you can months. give me any parenting tips because obviously I only Sure. Have no, dogs. I'm, I'm, I can totally help you on that. Thank you. She's Although I have boys. Um, <laughs> that's right. I was just memorizing You some knew lines, that. And that's one <laughs> okay, of okay, I don't okay, know well, how old my go. own daughter is. Good yes, memorizing. I feel yes. terrible. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, and you know, even at home, I'm surrounded by boys. I live with three boys, so. Yeah. Right, um, okay. Uh, anyway, um, but yeah, so this you have this side storyline going on where Sam keeps bringing up, you know, I, I, my, I'm not with my daughter right now. She, she's just learning to speak, and that's, that's um, something that he kind of is bringing up at the beginning of the play. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've kind, of, kind of been analyzing this, the, any reference to a female in the play. Okay. Um, there's another, like midway in the play, um, there's a point where Kathy is frustrated and takes it out on Joe and he calls her a schoolgirl. Yeah. So to me, it's like there's this progression of respect that is being built by Sorkin through his writing um, yeah. that's going on through the play. And then by the, by the end of the play, you know, Joe's finally got her respect and now let's go out and have a drink, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. There's, there's um, that. And I also like the little sort of, um, like the, the moment, I just lost my train of thought, but, um, the live with that is, is, is a line that's in there twice. Mm -hmm. Once you give it to him and he gives it to you. And that's, that, that's, that's, um, something I think that's very telling. It's about, um, in both cases, it's one case. It's kind of flippant. And and then the last case it's respectful, Yes, but it's both, it's about, um, in the most disrespectful way, in the most disrespectful (laughs) manner, which is typical of Daniel Caffey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about like just sort of your level of expertise Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the respect that, um, you either have for each other or wish that you could have for each other. Well, it is interesting that your character has this extra layer of fighting for respect because, mm-hmm. you know, Whitaker, you're my boss in the, in the play mm-hmm. and somebody that you have to interact with and get access to this case. He kind of runs the, the, our unit of the JAG Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, well, you're a woman. And she's like, yeah. And he goes, well, that's okay. There's, I mean, in today's <laughs> you, world, sir. there's no reason to say that, but it's right. telling of the time yeah. that, you know, it's kind of interesting that he would have to say that. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm hearing some noise now, and it means it's time for the fret-worthy five. Fret-worthy five. Yay. <laughs> Let's I go. I don't know how... Uh, bring it on, brother. Bring it on. Bring it on. Okay, so uh, just for people that are doing this for the first time or listening for the first time, we're about to play a game where I ask a number of questions just for fun. Uh, and and you guys can either say... You can either answer or say pass. Um, <laughs> pass it to her. No, 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 no. Uh, the questions are for both of you. Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, I mean, you know, if if... 
if neither of you want to answer, then then it's a pass. So this Double pass. If, if Ten one of you, yes. <laughs> well, it's it's five by two. It's 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 all to right, both right. of you, but there are only five questions. Let's do this. And um, but basically, I have to get to five of them in order for me to stop asking obnoxious questions. Okay. <laughs> so uh, if we're ready to go, oh, by the way, why are you trying to get you to follow up? Doesn't really count toward your number. Okay. All right. Here we go. I have really over-explained that now. Um, what happened to Amelia Earhart? She flew a plane <laughs> across the ocean. I don't know what happened to yes. her after she flew that plane. Okay. Uh, wasn't her Do you have any baby stolen? Or... No, that's the Lindbergh. <laughs> yes, nice history that's, buff that's, over here. That's different. Nailed it. Yeah, no, that was... Um, Love history. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, she didn't die in the plane. No, know? she flew it over the Atlantic Ocean. Well, I mean, we're not sure what happened to her, but, you know, we Did she disappear? She disappeared, yes. For okay. real? Wow. Well, yeah. Well, I'm glad I, my answer was she flew a plane. I'm very knowledgeable. <laughs> and uh, the okay. other night when it was about 3 a.m., <laughs> Night at the Museum was on. Was and, um, you know, I never met Amelia Earhart, and I don't well, think anybody no. living has. No. Uh, well, probably Maybe. Not. Maybe. maybe. Possibly. Again, history buff. Yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> Amy Adams did a riveting depiction of her in mm-hmm. Night of the Museum. So your answer is basically she ended up in she the ended museum. up in a museum, okay. and then an yeah. ancient um, totem brought her to life. Okay, to interact with Ben Stiller. That that works for me. Nice. Yeah, that's a good theory. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's oh, it's I been think proven. She must have entered the fourth dimension. Yes. The, oh. Oh. <laughs> Okay, that's, she's still that's, out there. She is, probably. Or maybe she's know. like, didn't Walt Disney freeze himself? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he's living. He, oh, I don't think it's very secret. <laughs> I mean, he's in suspended animation under Cinderella's castle at Disneyland. I think uh, he's going to become the Lich King as well. Oh, so. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, that's that's <clears throat> fine. <laughs> Actually, there's a Star Trek Voyager episode where she ended up on a different planet and they found her. But uh, Amelia? Yes. Oh, okay. Amelia Earhart. Yeah, that's what happened to her. Yeah, exactly. Final answer. <laughs> yeah, that's your final answer. Cool. Um, uh, if you could teach the world to sing in perfect harmony, what song would you be? Oh. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. <laughs> Good answer. Uh, I'm going to guess, i go with, uh, fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars. Not a singer. Just a history buff. Sorry. Okay, that, that, that works. <laughs> uh, just Sinatra. Something Sinatra? Yeah. He's very big in the DOD, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another play reference. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is he touring? Did he cut an album? <laughs> <laughs> he's doing his USO tour. That's, yeah. that's what he's doing. I would say Sinatra. Okay, that's cool. Uh, and, and similarly on that subject, what are your favorite misunderstood lyrics? Hmm. <laughs> I have two for this one. Oh, do you? You actually have an answer. This is the I third do. time I've actually ans- asked this question. Uh-huh. So far, okay. nobody is. All right, no, it. okay, two. So lovely. I'm excited. Um, when my son Jaden was little, he super loved the mamas and the papas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so California Dreaming was like played over and over and over, mm-hmm. and there's a lyric where it says, "Um, what is it? 
I walked into a church. I began, I always thought it was I began to pray, but it's I pretend to pray. And oh. I was like, what? Ooh, you walk into a church and begin to, you pretend to pray? Whoops. And the other one is um, closing time. One last call for alcohol. Okay, that song, actually, yeah. if, if you go on YouTube or something and Google the meat or you know find the meaning to that. Mm -hmm. The who sings that? What's who's the artist? Uh, Semisonic. Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, so yeah. I think wow. he was like at, at a college and he was playing that song and he was mm -hmm. explaining what that song actually meant. Okay. It has to do with um, like childbirth. Or, oh. Or okay. like you know one last call. Uh, I know who I know who I want to take me home. Mm. Like my mama. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Um, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, I like it more as like the bar's closing. Right. So dress. you <laughs> right. So we're all singing this at the bar, but we're actually just singing about childbirth. Oh, right? wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's like wow. Uh, I just I, asked for water. I didn't need you to break water. <laughs> 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 that is wow that's fantastic okay yeah no i had no idea mine is always um oh it's uh it's uh nirvana it smells like teen spirit for the longest time i thought it was um life is stupid and contagious but it's it's just I feel stupid and contagious. I like my way better. Yeah, I think it's just more profound, more positive spin. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't say it was like, positive. It's just very uh, like, well, that's like very negatively existential. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have more self respect than this. Um, I can't think of any mismatched lyrics. That's cool. Sorry, I, I, mean, I gave. I we gave have three, so I can finally retire this question. Yes. I'm excited yes. about that. <laughs> Um, oh, there was the Fallout Boys song. Oh, what's, that was okay. it, it just sounds like a mess, and nobody knew what the lyrics were. I'm sorry, which one is that? Uh, I couldn't <laughs> tell you. It's like when it was a long time ago. Oh, okay. You know what? My mind would be blown if I found out that Umbop was actually like was real English. Bitch, tap number. Wow. I haven't thought about that in a very, very long time. They have a beer company now. This is not really? a paid wow. advertisement. Oh, it's really? called Mm Hops. You're kidding me. I am not. <laughs> Fun wow. fact. Okay. I'm gonna totally Google that. Tonight. You should. Oh wow. I'm proud of them. That's that. Well, they've come a long way. I don't know we? them. Never yeah. met them. But I'm proud of them for that pun. Okay. Well, I wonder what came first. The, look for that at Specs, I guess. The pun? They're like, mm, hop. You know, like drinking a beer. Or they're like, we have a beer company now. What do we want? I have Anyways. a feeling it's one of those cases they where... probably like, were drunk and just sitting around like, what should we go, yes. like, guys? Where should we go? <laughs> people we only know us, guys. We, we, people only know us for the swan song, so <laughs> how can we make that continue to pay out? Beer. Um, beer, yeah. Mm, hops. Uh, what's that, three? That's three, right? Um, it's all the same one question. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> Hang on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 okay. I, gosh, I hope I don't offend anybody with this one. But um, have you ever gone dumpster diving? And if so, for what? Um, I've never gone dumpster diving, but... Uh, I have a follow-up. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, okay, what would make you go dumpster diving? Like, like for me, I'll, I'll let you guys think about it for a second, but for okay. me, it would be like 
a missing episode of Doctor Who from like the 1960s. <laughs> for real. Okay. For real. I mean, you know, there's very, it would, it would have to be that important for me to dive into a dumpster and go out of it. I mean, I'd, I'd rather starve than dig food out of a dumpster, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, granted, I've never been that hungry, so I should probably shut up. But, um, but yeah, it would have to be like, you know, or an original costume that David Tennant wore in anything. So anything Doctor Who. Yeah, you're pretty in much. There. Yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> digging to the bottom. I'm, you know, you know, beating up the rats and trying yeah. to, you know, save stuff. But, um, yeah. I don't... I've been trapped in a dumpster once. What? what? I was like... I'm so glad we're doing this Eight podcast. or nine. <laughs> I was oh, eight or nine. No. And, uh... My dad was building his own business, you know, uh-huh. on the tractor all day. Okay. Uh, you know, leveling out the ground and everything. And I, you know, I jumped in the dumpster because yeah, there's a ladder on the outside. And right. it was completely empty. Okay. This time I must, I, I gotta say It's an actually first. clean dumpster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well. As clean as a dumpster can get. And I jumped in thinking, this will be cool to like hang out in here for a second. And then uh, I realized there's no ladder on the way out. So I was in there for about an hour, and he's on the tractor, and I'm just like, you know, I'm on the verge of crying. I, I, I didn't cry. Oh, no. You're like, eight or nine. It's a hot day, so the sides oh, no. were warm. Oh, uh, that's terrible. And I was trying to, like, get a running start. I mean, if there was, like, one piece of wood in there, I could have used it to get out. But, um, yeah, I probably wouldn't go dumpster diving again after that yeah. heroin <laughs> Well, yeah, of course not. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have, like, nightmares tonight about yeah. that now. yeah. Like I'm, I'm wow. Okay. I don't know. For me, if if like my wedding ring slid off as I was throwing a bag in, I would probably jump in and go get it. Okay, that makes know. sense. Okay. But otherwise, I don't really care for anything I own. I don't know, except my family and people. No. Like if my house burned to the ground, I might be sad that like a photo album got. But then that's family. As yeah, well. yeah. I don't that's, know. So. That's um, cool. This is if why I ever... you back up. This way you scan everything and back it up to a drive that you put in a safety deposit box. Hmm. Yeah, but what if electronics just get taken over one well, day? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you a nuclear bomb situation. could go over and, you know, basically E-Impulse could knock everything out, I'm yeah. sure. But, you know, what can you do? I guess my dog, because he's a monster. Oh, and he could eat, he, you know, he doesn't eat trash, but, yeah, you know, he eats things off yeah, the ground. Yeah, so I suppose if my dog went into the... It, do- he's go. a French bulldog, and a lot of my friends call him Truffle Pig. Because he just kind of just kind of runs around, eats fantastic. everything. So if he found himself in a dumpster, I would Aww. I would dive in there. Oh, I, don't even I would dive in after my dog. Oh yeah, pets for sure. Okay. You're like just to clarify, I would also go after my dog. He's my family. I think anybody like, would. Those are pretty bland answer. Anybody yeah. would go after their dog in a dumpster. No, no, that's that's actually kind of horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> We're getting yeah. pretty deep with this. We are. This is like a very. I I feel like we would all save loved ones. Yes. From a dumpster. Sure. Cool. So okay. we're all at least. Well, that we're at all least at... we passed the basic human, <laughs> human decent test. human test. Yeah. Okay. Um, and now that we're talking about dumpsters, um, <laughs> where's this going? Yeah. Our for the fifth and probably final question. Does anybody want a yoo-hoo? <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll take a yoo-hoo. All right. Uh, I've got it cooling on ice. So what? You really got some? I do, yeah. Awesome. I bought I bought YooHoo specifically for tonight. I bought it awesome. a little late, so I had to like stick it. Which in. is a reference from the play. Yes. Y'all out there. Um I I don't I don't have a direct memory of ever having a YooHoo, so I don't really it if Actually, I, I do. If I've ever had one, I it obviously didn't 
impact my memory enough for me to I used to absolutely it. love them as okay. a kid and um, if I have it and it's not as good as I remember it I will be shattered I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I'm just maybe we shouldn't do this um, yeah I mean I, I even took like I even put it out on Facebook it's like should I be chilling this is this best cold and the uh, overwhelming consensus is yes yes <laughs> or or you should dump it down the sink or something like that so I will be Right back in just yes. a second. Hang awesome. on. Awesome. Well, I hope it's as good as I remember. Oh, I think it's still on. I don't know if this will be a part of the episode. I need to go to the restroom. Okay. I'm going. <laughs> I'm go- well, uh, welcome to a private session with Callum McLaughlin and my thoughts. Um, it's a hot day, and I'm alone in here. Oh, there's a dog. Okay, so I'm back with the Yoohoo. Let's and go. <laughs> um, just to paint a word picture for people out there, um, I should have I should have brought a knife or something because these things are still in their. Uh, they came in a three pack. Three pack for and like a dollar. They're at, cartons. Yes, they're cartons. I honestly think yes. I've only had this maybe once. I, I and I, I, I feel like it's chocolate milk. I'd well, guess. here's here's the thing. When <laughs> it I pick, might be chocolate milk, what? like Sunny Delight is juice. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. right. <laughs> yes, like, that's a good analogy. Yeah. That'll work. Um, so I, I popped these at like uh, H E B for literally a dollar, and um, I thought I'd find them in the dairy. They were not in the dairy. They were next to all the juice boxes and stuff. Oh, I'm sure. And um, I'm like, well, what the hell's in this thing? <laughs> um, and uh, there you go. Thank you. Um, so for reference, my character, um, they do some lawyering, I guess you could say, <laughs> in his apartment. Right. And he says all he has is sugar smacks and Yoohoo. Yes. Which I would love to know what a sugar smack is. Okay, sugar smacks are the cereal smacks. That's what that is? And they used to be called sugar smacks, but because of the whole sugar scare, oh. they renamed uh. them to smacks. So yeah, these come in these like little cartons. And um, I don't know if anybody's listening. We have one listener from Norway. Really? So awesome. um, I, I don't know who that is, but um, apparently uh, you're supposed to shake it first. <laughs> I'm reading the ingredients. So here. it's like shaken, not stirred. And they're, I thought they wouldn't have dairy in them, but they've got apparently a little bit of milk in there, but mostly high fructose AKA corn syrup. Way high from fructose milk. corn syrup is the second ingredient Non-fat after water. After water, milk. yeah. So. Okay. So basically, I don't know. You're, it's got some Ooh. soy in it. You're drinking. You're drinking chocolate and oil. Um. It's good. Is it really? It's, right, it's as is I remember. It? Okay. All right. I hope you guys don't think right, it's here trash. We go. And then All right. Here, here, here we go. It's actually not terrible. It's great. It Huge tastes, fan. It tastes like, um, at least to me, like the milk that's left over after... Yes. after um, Cocoa Puffs. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's got, you know, it's it, it doesn't taste like chocolate milk it, exactly. It kind of tastes caramely to me. Yeah. Which might be the corn syrup or... Mm-hmm. And that noise. Yeah, well... Mm. Rich in calcium and vitamin D. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I thought it would need like... Oh. Bailey's or something. Mm. You know, I thought it would be a that would be great. Not a bad mixer for something. No. 
Not at all. It, it literally is like chocolate and caramel. Yeah, like a, a white Russian, but like a Yoohoo Russian. Yeah, that yeah, would add work. Add some rum yeah. to this. Yeah. <laughs> now I know what we're going to be doing after curtain call. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it's like, oh this my is gosh. what Joe meant when she said, hey, let's go out for a drink. Yeah. Like, maybe later. Maybe I don't later, know. like 15 I don't know. minutes after <laughs> yeah. we bow. Yoohoo. Yoohoo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks for yeah, bringing thank Well, you that's for not the too My sense it's, memories of It's taste. not too terribly bad. And it no. actually says shake it. Yes. Like. Well, that was like that was one of the things. It's like uh, lots of people made comments. Most of them were like, "Yes, chill it." Cuz room temperature, actually Sam Martinez said room temperature yuhu just tastes weird. Um, I like that he still knows he knows that. Yeah. Well, that's I didn't. I mean, I don't have any direct memory of ever having one. I'm sure I have, but Anyway, it's like now that I'm 42 years old drinking YooHoo, I, I don't feel so. That's actually kind of good. Um, Live it up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let your hair down. This is like a, this is a party drink, clearly. Um, <laughs> rum. <laughs> rum, yeah. Rum and YooHoo. B O Y O B O B Y O Y. Nailed it. Sorry. <laughs> nice. All right. Bring your own you. Well, we're having fun with this, but uh, we're oh. going to take a break real quick. Um, in the second half of our conversation, we'll, um, well, you know, I don't know. We're, we're kind of winging it. Um, maybe Callan and, and Natalie will regale us with some of their uh, L.A. stories. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but uh, then there's everyone's favorite segment, the Cold Reed Strut. You're... You're listening to the dog. You're watching Sports Night on CSC, so stick around. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) My inner Sorkin always wanted to say that. You're really listening to Strutting and Fretting, and we'll be right back. How did this happen? You have to believe me. Beast would never do anything to endanger Fable Town. I think this situation requires certain skill sets, Miss White. I guess it takes a wolf to track a wolf. We may have a problem. Protecting Fable Town was my job. I failed them. There are things that happened in the homelands. Things that nobody knows about. Whatever's happened is bad. But right now, Fable Town could use a little bad of their own. Welcome to Fable Town. For more information, go to fabletownseries.com. Welcome back to Strutting and Fretting. Uh, I am talking with fellow cast members from A Few Good Men, Natalie Lerner and Callan McLaughlin. McLaughlin, damn it. (laughs) I'm terrible. We are drinking Yoohoo and kicking ass. So, um, yeah. So, uh, why acting? And and how did you guys start? Mm, That's a very... I don't know who wants to go first. Big question. I know. It's a big question. It's like a huge existential thing. I guess I'll dive right into it. Um, It was, I think, ninth or 10th grade, and I was horrible at uh, talking in front of people Mm -hmm. and getting in front of more than, you know, one person I knew. I was very antisocial, and I thought, what way to break out of this other than, like, try to get cast in a play? And so I went out there. I did it. Uh, As part of the play, it was like a student-written play, which, you know... Goes poorly quick, but um, right. they they wanted your writing snippet and then for you to perform it. So okay. it was kind of a weird break in into acting, but uh, nailed the lead part, uh, uh, third lead part okay, <laughs> of sure. of the uh, young kid 
mm-hmm. in the show because uh, didn't grow until college. I was always young and had a high pitched voice. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so kind of just broke into acting, and then I just found out that I really loved pretending to be other people, and uh, not that I hated myself or anything, of course, sure. no. <laughs> but um, yeah, just the the escapism of it really really drew me to it and then also just kind of getting up there and putting yourself out there and feeling all the butterflies and the nerves it yeah. makes you feel alive it makes you feel good i know so it's it was the escapism mixed with just kind of a love of performance and especially shakespeare that's what really like kept me coming back to acting okay. and then i kind of finished high school and i didn't really know what i was going to do so mm-hmm. i thought what have i been doing well i've been doing plays in high school you yeah. know competitive you know humorous interpretation dramatic interpretation one act plays, all that stuff in high school, you know, it's like basically like theater sports, competitive theater, which was always a strange thing, but did a lot of that. And then, uh, just decided, what am I going to do? Well, I can go to college for theater, just Mm. keep doing this. So applied to a couple places, went to Baylor theater. Absolutely loved my experience there. Professors there are amazing. And, um, from there, you know, graduated college and say, what do I do? Well, I just did this. And I was like, well, where do you go? New York or L.A.? Well, New York looks kind of gross. So I decided to go to the beaches and sunny uh, shores of Los Angeles. And that was uh, that was a hell, a hell of an experience. I'm going to let you break in here for a little bit because <laughs> sure. I've got more to say about that later, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, growing up, I would... Um, the way our, my parent my parents still live in the same house that I grew up in since I was like three years old. So, um, but by the front door, there's a, a very large step in, and then uh, then you step down into the living room. So that always was like a stage, and I would always like put on shows and. Um, and it was great because the coat closet was right there, so coat closet became like backstage. Oh, yeah, that's um, awesome. That's cool. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, myself and my siblings, uh, we would always just, uh, make up stuff and, uh, perform it right there. I also would, uh, my mom did in-home childcare, so we always had lots of kids at our house and, um, I had a little like portable, um, cassette player thing that had a little microphone All right. and I would also like go around and interview all my friends, you know, and I, I would, I would also make, um, like radio shows, and so because oh, cool. um, I, I kind of took this theater and radio track, um, and uh, <laughs> in sixth grade, I had the opportunity to take like my first theater class, and uh, it's weird because it's a, such a simple turning point. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna stick with this thing, but um, the the teacher had asked us to, uh, as a group, create um, a machine. Um, and so, anyway, we picked an airplane, and I was the propeller. I was doing this weird thing with my arms, and the, the, the affirmation she gave me, like, that was the best propeller I've ever seen. Like, I wouldn't have thought to do it that way. And I was like, oh, she likes the way I think, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm good at this. <laughs> and so, anyway, from there, I just, you know, um, I was like, yeah, I really like doing this. And... Also, I guess, um, stories. I, I, I love story. That's a good um, one for me, too. Like, I, I would write all sorts of just different adventures and things. And so being able to kind of go on this adventure, um, not just read about it, but kind of be in it, 
um, mm-hmm. is, is kind of thrilling too. And kind of the same thing that, that Callan said with the, you know, your nerves all over the place. It's kind of like this really bizarre, exhilarating experience. Yeah. Like, whereas other people might back away from that. Like Sometimes like, you think, why do I do this to myself? <laughs> like, I feel like right. I'm going to throw up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, I love this yeah. feeling. <laughs> I love this feeling, right? Why am I doing this? <laughs> I used to say that my teeth itch and that that was... That's um, strange. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was no the weirdest. That was <laughs> the weirdest teeth. feeling. Yeah, it's just like, I know it's going to be a good show because it, I, we're like... We're like, you know, 10 minutes from opening and, 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 and my teeth are really itching. It's weird. Your knee and starts to hurt. It's going to rain. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, there's a 90% chance it's already raining. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where the... Um, I guess well, so the, the, yeah, I one guess other I, thing I'd like to okay. add for it. Yeah. I feel like I add why I got into acting sure. is, is... And I'm blanking. Nice. Uh, it was it was it was uh, indecisiveness about every part of my life. Uh, okay. My grandma grew up calling me fickle, which is you know, oh, right. yeah. So you just can't make up your mind about anything, and I never was able to. I never knew what I wanted to do. And with acting, I found a way to kind of do it all. Like mm-hmm. here I am, thirty years old, and I'm playing a lawyer. I mean, yeah. that t- requires actually... years and years and years of You're study. Thirty? I am thirty. Get out of here! Yeah. Really? Okay. I am. All right. That's actually yeah. the exact same thing I wanted to add. Um, that you can be and do all yeah, these things like, that you would never yeah, be and do. Right. right. Well, and it's like, I'm actually good at all these things. I could literally apply myself in all these other areas and do a good job at it. But if I'm an actor, I can just say, well, I'm this one thing, but I'm actually doing all yeah. of them. And then if yeah. you get tired of it, the show closes. Play the role of a doctor and not have to cut anybody open, actually. Yes, right. <laughs> yes absolutely. Yeah, that was a huge cool. appeal to it. Is this, the indecisiveness of my life kind of became... You know, I could decide that I want to be this character and 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 pursue that, and it was. It was... So your indecision became an asset. Yes, okay. absolutely. That's cool. Yeah, that's that's neat. Well, and I, I don't know that for me, I would like label it as indecision. It was just I want to do it all, mm-hmm. like. I, I don't know, and you only have so much time here on this earth. So <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Um, I didn't figure out as an actor for a long time. Actually, I was supposed to be a writer or filmmaker and for whatever reason I don't know I, th- I think I think God was whispering to me going you're really an actor stop trying to do this and like every time Imposter. that yeah well no I still feel that I mean <laughs> no. it's like I shouldn't be here because all these people are awesome and I don't know what I'm doing oh I think but that every day it's yeah like, yeah in many situations That's no human um, psyche, yeah right? I think so but um yeah I don't know I, I started like only like five six years ago that's awesome um yeah so what I, made I, you get into it um yeah. let's talk about you, you for a second. oh god <laughs> turn no. the mic around turn the here. Table here well this is this is you were walking around with your um i was about to ask you were walking around with your like cassette player and microphone interviewing people it's like oh maybe we should trade places um <laughs> <clears throat> no uh um gosh we're always gonna wait Till episode fifty before, <laughs> Let's break before into people it you know wanted to interview me. Um, no, it's uh, yeah, basically, just my wife got into it. She actually majored in theater. My um, my background was uh, radio, television, um, media production, and um, I had done a whole bunch of theater in high school, mm-hmm. um, and was part of the drama club, and was constantly after school doing plays and things like that. But I never really, I had this huge sort of, um, sort of just 
was probably undiagnosed depression. It was, um, and I had a lot of huge self-doubt and, you know, just never thinking I was really good enough to do that. But it's like, you know, I could be in control of everything and pull the strings and, you know, really into movies and, yeah. and, and do the filmmaker thing. And for whatever reason, that just never really seemed to gel. Um, I would constantly be going, I'm watching these movies to do research and, you know, and then 50 movies I'd later. Start, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'd start, you know, writing something and it would never quite, there were moments where it was awesome and it just, but what forever, whatever reason I would just never, never finish anything. And then I don't know, years later, you know, my wife was basically pushing me to audition for stuff and I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? Whatever. And I did, and I discovered, oh, I, I can do this and and not suck terribly. So quite the that's, opposite, actually. That, thank you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just, I don't know, ever since then, I just tried to keep at it. So It's interesting that you discovered it so late, too. Like, well, yeah, well, there's, so late, there's that. Later, um, you know, it's usually... like, and that's, like, kind of my biggest regret is, like, why didn't I figure this out yeah. 15, 20 years ago? Well, there's when, plenty of times when I look up and say I could have done, you know, engineering and, you know, done right. this. But mm-hmm. then you find yourself, you know, getting a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Performance. I've realized how applicable that is to every aspect of my life. Just being able to talk to people, you know, whether I'm in like a in a fancy meeting or on a construction site or anything, you just can relate to people and talk to people. And knowing the history of all these characters and pe- different people's emotions is kind of, you know, it gives you like an empathy for people Mm -hmm. and and they're understanding other people's emotions. And, you know, that's the beauty about playing different characters is you have to put yourself in their circumstances. And if you do that in your life, it really benefits as well because you can talk to whoever, no matter who they are. It's like connecting with humanity. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think that, and, and, um, one of the things, you know, I, I've learned working out at, Texas Renaissance Festival, um, you know, we, awesome. we do a lot of, you know, improvisation is what we do out there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, of course the first rule of improv is yes. And. Yes. And mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. everybody knows, and, <clears throat> um, you know, that, that will only help with your performances. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also found that that is actually a really good philosophy for life in general. It's like, um, you know, just say yes to the opportunities that you find and then find a way to add people or add, build on those situations. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you say no, obviously you've automatically shut down that opportunity and any other opportunities that might lead from it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, it, it, I, it's, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny because I often think it's like, wow, I wish I could redo my twenties cause I would do it so much better now. But, um, you know, just, I, I, uh, it, it, yeah, it came to me late. So, but I'm having a good time. Better late than never. Yes. Better late That's than never. Good. And had things happen differently, I would know different people and, yeah. and you know, so I'm, it's a good place where I am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing about acting is the study of human nature. That's yeah. pretty Absolutely. much what it is mm-hmm. at its core. I mean, you can break away memorizing lines, standing in front of people. It's just, you know, understanding people. Yeah. People other than yourself. Do you have favorite roles, either of you, that uh, you've had? Um, I super enjoyed 
playing Sheila in Hair. That's awesome. You were in Hair. I wow. was in Hair. Oh wow. Okay. Um, this came up the other day. Yeah. Did I didn't hear about this. <laughs> um, I also really liked playing Jane Fairfax and Emma because I just simply because I got to wear a beautiful dress. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say Romeo. I mean, I know it's you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just I'm a sucker for you know hopeless romance. When was that? Uh, a long time ago in college. Okay. Yeah, most of my theater experience was in college because okay. I went out and did the LA thing and sat in mm-hmm. small commercial rooms. And sure. I, I ran the auditions no. or. Yeah. Frenchie was really fun. I was Frenchie. Oh, for Greece. Oh, that's great. That's cool. If I could sing, I would absolutely love to play Phantom. That was always my thing. Oh, yeah. so I was like, I want to play the Phantom. I want to play the Phantom. <laughs> and then you grow up and you realize, you know, I can't sing like, you know. Yeah, I can't dance at all. I, I'm. I think I'm a, I, I'm an okay actor and I have a decent voice for singing, but um, I don't I can't dance at all. I have like three left feet. <laughs> so if I'm in a musical, it's because I really, really, really want that role. Yeah. Um, Gosh, that's a really well, I, big I've been... question. I really enjoyed playing Chick recently in Crimes. <laughs> yes, yeah, which crimes Sam of... directed. And, yes, and, um, Sam. Who is our Jessup? Who's yeah. our Jessup in in this? Um, and 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 I'll get to interview later. Hopefully, like after we've opened, I've been but, in plenty of musicals. I was just yeah, like featured dancer. So okay. you know, like I can school. I can dance. I can act. I just can't sing. can't sing. Well, I I think I can do this thing. We'll see. You did pretty good on those licks earlier. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you guys both um, talked about being in L.A. Um, just I. The, the question I was going to lead in with that was, um, you know, should actors pursue New York, Los Angeles, or anywhere else? Um, and both of you having spent some time there, um, what, what is your takeaway on that? And, and, and better yet, do you have any stories that you want to tell? Well, <laughs> I don't want to sit here and be negative and say no. they can turn into a meat grinder where it's okay. just getting in new talent sure you know oh you got to find an agent so you find an agent with some headshots you just got for four hundred dollars and then after getting your four hundred dollar headshots the agent says oh you need to use this photographer well that photographer gets kickbacks from the agents mm-hmm. and then that's an aspect of it i don't want to get too heavily in because it is very negative but it's true because it's a business yeah young actors who are going into a city is a huge market for business and it's not predatory in a lot it, it is predatory in a lot of ways but there is a lot of good out of it because you find your your group you find your you know you're all struggling artists so mm-hmm. you all just kind of bond over that and work on each other's projects and help each other out right my biggest advice would probably be pursue it around you and see how that goes mm-hmm. and then maybe make the big move out there yeah. you know or you know atlanta's up and coming there's it, the, the nice thing about today, which is not in the past, is that the digital media market. Yeah. You can make and create art mm. anywhere you want to go. Yeah. Um, now, if it's going to pay, that's another that's another issue. Sure. But um, my biggest advice would be if you want to go out there and do it, do it. But you're going to need connections. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. how the world works in any business, but most importantly in the acting business. 
Um, that sounded negative. Totally. <laughs> I, I apologize. I went, I went through it's that okay. for I years like, and years, yeah. and I was on both sides of the camera. I worked mm-hmm. casting for years, yeah. and I saw amazing stories where a no-name actor would get a huge role, you know, and I was working in the casting department. And then you see the day-to-day where it's just like, oh, that's somebody's nephew or cousin. I mean, it's nepotism. Right. So, I mean, there's all the stories you How want. long were you out there? I was out there for six years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I was only out there for a summer, but I do have family out there, <laughs> and I go almost every year. Okay. Um, but and I actually I did um, I was trying to move out there, but um, life yeah, I got engaged and I stayed here. My my husband was still finishing um, school, um, so um, but honestly, I think Callan's advice is is really wise and not negative. Um, that. If you're, it, it's very, very expensive to be living in Los Angeles. Extreme. Sure. Yeah. So if you're going to go out there, not just connections, but a plan, like yes. all these actors are just like, I'm going to move and yeah. I've got a suitcase full of clothes mm-hmm. and 200 bucks. Like, you know, and it's like, <laughs> there wasn't more than a week that I didn't have a new friend who moved in town that stayed on my couch. And I didn't mind it because uh-huh. it's all in the, in the spirit of we're out here doing this thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I love all those friends to death, but you know, my house was an open door for anybody that wanted to move out there. And that is the, the environment that is created out there is everybody's just supporting each other. I mean, they, you have to, I mean, in, in a lot of ways. And you, you, go ahead. Do you, did you find that there were, I guess, um, actors spending more time trying to do the business of it versus trying to work train and work on the craft and get that better. Was, that was one of my and, faults for a while. I was uh-huh. trying to do the business side of it and yeah. not training to do the craft, you know, getting into audition rooms and going to casting director workshops. And, you know, a lot of those, there's some amazing casting directors out there and I've worked for a good amount of them. They're, they're amazing people. And then there's some of the other casting directors that will just host these workshops where yeah. you pay $400 and then they send their assistant. And then they don't ever see you. It's it, it, and that's the predatory side of the business. Yeah. But then there's also casting directors that are really just looking for new talent, mm-hmm. looking for amazing people, and that that just don't have the opportunity, you know. But um, I would really just say, kind of just you need to nurture your art as you go into the business. There needs to be a balance between the business side of things mm-hmm. and and your actual craft. Mm-hmm. And there was times where I was doing the craft too much. And there was times I was doing the business side too much and it just, it has to meld together. And it's, it's a sweet spot that's hard to find. Yeah. Your, your question actually, um, sparks a spinoff answer for me, if you don't mind. That's but cool. I'm, I'm pretty passionate about the local talent. Yeah. Um, and that's why I started the Mosaic Hub. Um, okay. Tell me about that. Um, my family is really quite artistic, even the family I married into. Um, Mm -hmm. My husband's a trumpet player. Uh, My brother's an actor. My sister's a dancer, although although she is now doing physical therapy, but she's still a dancer. Um, (laughs) But it bleeds into each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. One informs the other. Real um, quick fact. We didn't learn this until after we were cast. I went to college with her brother, and we were in Cyrano de Bergerac together, where he played Cyrano and I played Christian. And yeah. apparently, I've seen Callan on stage. Yes, the small <laughs> which she said, "Oh, I didn't remember though." Oh, <laughs> look! <laughs> at the time, I came to see my brother. Yeah, it was. All I remember uh, is his giant nose. Like that's hard yeah, not to it, stare at. He was like incredible right. in that yeah. performance. That was that was one. Of, that's another one of my favorite roles. Sure. But because okay. uh, uh, playing stupid is so fun. Anyway. So, 
My <laughs> husband's brother's a drummer. Um, we have a fashion designer in the family. Anyway, the point is, like, even just, and we all, just that piece of the family, like, we all live in Houston. And, mm-hmm. well, my brother has moved away, but he's still Texas. Um, the point is that we have, we have, just through our own network of people, like, it's like, there's really, we, oh, you know so-and-so and so-and-so. Oh, they're so talented. You know, like, there's there's just so much talent here Yes. in this city. It's a huge, I mean, Beyonce came out yeah. of this city. Right. Yeah, right. Okay. I agree. Um, Some of the most talent. Which, yeah. by the way, uh, she went to Elsick, yeah. and I went to Hastings. Uh, oh, okay. Same piece of land. Yes. Oh. And I had one class. I took my dance class at L6. So oh, wow. Feel connected that's, to her? That, okay. Beyonce is no, I understand. I know everybody thinks that, no, but I, I just I, need to let everybody know no, she's incredible. That's, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of funny is like when Lord was here um, doing, a, doing her tour, um, it's like about a month ago. Um, we were just, we had friends that had tickets and we were just lucky enough to just go and see that show. And she was like, one of the first thing, one of the things she said, while on stage, I think, you know, you do a set of songs, you do like the set of like, you slam us with five songs and then you bring it down a little bit and kind of talk to the audience. Uh And it's like, I was like, Oh, I so wanted to be here last year, but you know, Harvey hit and we had to turn the plane around and I was so sad and we couldn't. And I'm so glad to be here now, finally in the city that Beyonce is from. Yeah, <laughs> and you see this world, like world class, you know. Yeah, artist. it was awesome. So that's great. Um, well, that's one of my favorite things about getting into stage works theater mm-hmm. and doing this production is I haven't done anything in the creative side. I've been, you know, very, you know, personal business sure. side of things since I moved home like almost three years ago from LA. Okay, kind of just wanted to spend more time with my family and came back and. It's nice to tap into this uh, whole scene that you know I was ignorant toward to, to mm-hmm. until I see how many talented people are in this cast mm-hmm. and get to kind of tap into you know local theater and local artists and see that there is a ton of talent here. Not that I ever doubted it, I just didn't see it, you know. And so it's it's really it's really an eye opening experience, like local talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just think. Not just actors, singers, dancers, uh, like I mean, at at the variety shows, I even I had magicians. I used magicians as the the MCs. Okay. Um. So in between acts, you were getting magic. And anyway, but there's, <laughs> I uh, there's just so much here, and um, I, you know, I I think going back to what Callan said, I just think. It, why not try your own city? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? yeah. Just a test run. Yeah. I mean, even if yeah. you know you're going to go out there, set aside six months to see what you can do mm-hmm. in your own in your own area. I mean, because just diving deep, especially if you don't know anybody in the big city you're going to, because if you have two friends, I had about, I had one good friend in LA at the time when I moved out there and a couple of acquaintances. And from that one friend, I met plenty of people. So it's just, you know, it just webs out from each other. You know, if you know one person then they know all these people that you can meet and then these chance meetings will happen from there. So maybe make sure you have a little bit of, you know, knowledge of the city at least before you just dive in. But yeah. And, and like you said, it is, easier than it has ever been before to like Get your make your there. own film and put it out yeah, there. Isn't that how like see... Justin Bieber was discovered on YouTube yeah. or something? Sort of, yeah. yeah, something like that. But there, and... there's also an oversaturation. So now well, yeah. more than ever it has to be, you know, worth watching. Sure. Yeah. It has to grab you in the first place. Because I know I've been a part of my fair share of homebrew projects uh-huh. that just didn't quite 
make the cut. Fair enough. And it's, you know, it's just, it's not from a lack of passion. It's just from a lack of vision, maybe. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, and that's a criticism upon myself. But Oh, okay. Yeah. Self-deprecating. Yeah. Oh, I'm You're good at that. You're walking in Sorkin's <laughs> footsteps. I right am there. great at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so. Oh, okay. So what I'm hearing now is, um, yeah, it's time for the the dreaded cold read strut. Cold read strut. Dreaded. I absolutely love cold reads. Oh, when an do audition you? was not memorized in cold read, I would. Well, get excited. here's the thing: is is like this is not just the cold read. Is it, I'll, I'll explain it. But, okay. Let's um, go. Okay. So before I go into this, and in case it wasn't obvious. Uh, I just want to tell our audience that I'm no Shakespeare scholar at all. Um, I have a working knowledge of maybe some of these plays, but that's it. And uh, taking these scenes and skewing them gets harder and harder every episode. So uh, I'll work to get better at that. But uh, for those of you out there listening, and that includes our guy or gal in Norway. I don't, I don't know who that is. But, but we have <laughs> I'm one, happy to have him. We have one listener in Norway. I'm just so, I, I found out about this today. And that's I was like, great. so excited. It's like... You know, so and so, so many downloads from the United States and one from Norway. And <laughs> That's great. <laughs> or actually two from Norway. And I have to assume that it's like both episodes. But anyway. Maybe um, one reference the other. Who knows? Um, but if you're listening and you have any ideas for future cold read struts, um, please message me on our strutting and faith. I can't speak. Nailed it. Yeah. Our strutting and fretting Facebook page at facebook.com slash fret me give me your name how to pronounce it uh, your cold read strut idea and where you're from I don't promise to use it but if I like it I will and I'll mention your name in the podcast again if you want to message me at facebook.com forward slash f-r-e-t-m-e oh okay so now let's let's get into it Um, uh, today's cold read strut we're going back to high school to look at Julius Caesar (laughs) Nice. <laughs> uh, this is from Act 4, Scene 3, and the academics out there are about to rage quit this podcast because I've cut the scene pretty badly, <laughs> and I'm also suggesting you totally play Brutus and Cassius as if they are having a high school lover's quarrel. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, Callan, I'll give you Brutus. Okay. Uh, feel free to crazy ex-girlfriend it up. You got it. Um, Natalie, Cassius should play hard to get, but warm up to him by the end of the page. All right, are you ready? Sure. sure All right. Let's do this. Okay, here we go. All this? I more. Fret till your proud heart break. Is it come to this? You say you are the better soldier? Let it appear so. Make your vaunting true. And it shall please me well. For mine own part, I shall be glad to learn of noblemen. You wrong me every way. You wrong me, Brutus. I said an elder soldier, not a better. Did I say better? If you did, I care not. Brutus hath rift my heart. A friend should bear his friend's infirmities. But Brutus makes mine greater than they are. I do not, till you practice them on me. You love me not. I do not like your faults. A friendly eye could never see such faults. A flatterer's would not, though they do appear as huge as high Olympus. When I spoke that, it was ill-tempered too. Do you confess so much? (gasps) Give me your hand. And my heart too. 
Oh, Brutus. <laughs> okay. Like I said, that come that gets harder and harder to come up with. Um, so, uh, audience, it's please nice, help me like, out. Putting some teenage angst yeah. into Brutus. Yeah. So. <laughs> Great job. Anyway, well done. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Keep in mind when we do our play, we're we're a lot um, less. That yeah, whatever that was, we're we're better. Um, <laughs> Thanks for the photo confidence. <laughs> Love ya. It's um, yeah. I'm sorry. I I you know I I always do these cold read things, and I'm like, am I doing my actors a disservice by making them do this? And I just I hope everybody listening to this understands that it's all in good fun, and we work very hard on their craft. And I just gave you this, and told you to do something ridiculous. And we've also been drinking YooHoo, so I mean. <laughs> Anything I've got could, a sugar rush. Anything could happen. Yeah, so... Um, I love sugar. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we uh, wrap up? Or I love your dogs. Oh, um, I so, love my dogs, too. Yeah, uh, one has enjoyed licking my hands the whole time. Yeah, have you got any skin left? Is there... <laughs> I would like to point out that his dogs, one of them looks like a miniature version of the other. Yeah, they're like, like the same Pretty color. much the same exact dog. Yeah, they're uh, both rescue animals, and um, uh, they're about four years apart. So, yeah. One's straight out of Conroe, the other one's straight out of Brenham. Nice. Yeah. Straight out of Conroe. Yeah, I used to have, like, the... <laughs> <laughs> you remember when you can make your own little memes like that? Yes. I've got I've got memes for both my yes. dogs. It's pretty sad. I remember after that Straight, straight Out of Compton came yeah. out, they had every high school made the shirt, like, yeah. straight out of the woodlands, and I'm like, you're missing you're, the context. No, so yeah. It's talking about dogs in L.A. Yeah. Um, when Harvey hit, um, mm-hmm. we were like... Let's get out of this town. So we drove all the way to Los Angeles. Okay. Fun drive. And, um, Half, uh, fun fact. Halfway is El Paso. Yeah, Halfway I knew to that. LA oh, wow. I, I did know that. Yeah. Is, is uh, 12 out of the 24-hour drive, pretty much, yeah. is in Texas. Yeah, Houston. you're not out of Texas. No. Even, if, even more like than Texas halfway there. It's like Texas four other states. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, well, as, when we got there, because the weather in, in Los Angeles is, is wonderful. And um, it's very nice. Everyone like keeps their windows open. Some places don't even have AC. You can just kind of like AC. keep your window oh, open. That's okay. great. And um, people, you know, keep their doors open. Just let it all, you know, let the air flow. And uh, so anyway, we like we get all the way there and we go to um, my husband's uncle's house. He lives up on one of the the hills. Um, so not really like a, a backyard or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but we brought our dog with us. And um, anyway, so we were there and unpacking the car. And then we're like, has anybody seen Max? And we lost our dog. He got out of the house. Oh. And, and we had only had him for like two months. Um, oh. So he hadn't been chipped or anything yet. Um, but we, he did have a collar and it had my cell phone on it. Knowing L.A., um, the next time you saw him, he was in a commercial. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, anyway, so I... I, I I, earlier, I had had a, a phone call, um, and it said Los, An- Los Angeles, and I was like, I don't know this number. I'm not picking three, it up. 323. Right, yeah. And so, um, anyway, but once we realized the dog was gone, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I missed the call where maybe somebody found Max. And so I called that number back, and I was like, did you find my dog? And he was like, yeah, I tried to call you, but I, I, 
I gave it to a guy on a bike that said it was his. And I was like, what? Someone stole my dog? Wow. Because he's, he's a, um, a Jack Russell. He's kind of uh, oh, small. So yeah. he could, you know, fit in your sure. arm. Oh, no. Was he anyway, friendly? He's very, so very So he's just friendly. like, what's up? I'm Max. He's like, what's up? I'm a guy on a bike. He's like, yeah, exactly. you're my dad now. So, <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, anyway, so, mind you, I have two little boys. So mm. uh, they were devastated yeah. okay he was like here we are we left harvey <laughs> we came all the way to los angeles and we lost our dog and i actually went as far as to like <laughs> contact the local paper or the, the local news station and i was like we're a great story to get some coverage to get max back like i was like this is a sob story right. anyway um but by the time they uh, emailed me back, they were like, did you find your dog? And I was like, we did. <laughs> but, you did? How did so you we find did. him? So um, we, uh, like, literally, I've, I've never felt this feeling before, but it was this, like, super deep stomach, like, someone punched me from the inside, yeah. like, feeling, like, this, like, just super loss. Um, anyway, and it's like, we couldn't focus. We couldn't do anything. We can go see, see all the family we have there in Los Angeles. So we made lost signs. I got on every website that I could. And um, anyway, and so, I don't know if you know this, but pet scamming is a thing. Oh. Okay? So... But they steal your dog, wait for the reward, and then return it? They don't even steal your dog. They tell you you have that they have your dog. Okay? So oh. this guy called, and he was like, um, our... Uh, my wife, my wife and I were over by whatever park they that we had put some signs up at, okay? Um, and we, we found your dog. He's so nice. Um, and uh, they were like, you know, let's meet. We'll get you your, your dog back. And by the way, we were offering a reward. Like, this is how much we love yeah, our dog, right? Yeah. Like, um, so totally legit. And he was like, um, and we were like, okay, well, let's meet like in a public place so that, you know, nobody's, you know, and so we were going to meet at the police station, actually. Um, oh, okay. okay. And, and I think it was this guy who, like, like offered that idea. And we're like, absolutely, that's a great idea. Um, so then he call, uh, texts back, and he's like, um, oh, and he, he said only his wife could meet because he was out of town. Mm -hmm. um, he, he had to leave for a business thing. So it, shady. Yeah, so it started getting a little weird. Um, and... So anyway, then he texts back and he's like, um, uh, my, my wife isn't comfortable meeting. And I was like, it's the police station. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, can you please wire me some money? Okay. Uh. And I was like, wire. And I was like, anyway, it got nasty from there because yeah. I, like, I was just like, uh, do you have my dog? Yeah. Like, yeah. do you have my dog? Wire? Like, as soon as I hear wire money, I think you're lying. And mm -hmm. so then, um, this guy, like, but he was playing with our heartstrings because we, we we had all gone out for breakfast, and I and I was like, you know, I I announced to everybody at the table, somebody found our dog, and like yeah. everybody's spirits went yeah. super high, right? Mm -hmm. And I passed the phone to Uncle Rich, <clears throat> and he, you know, uh, he and this guy started sharing stories, like, oh yeah, oh like they were talking about the territory, right? Like so, um. Anyway, and then was that a scam? So it was a scam. Oh my god! And then later on, um. Uh, that night though he got really nasty and he was like if you want your dog uh, you need to pay the money or I'm going to sell him and any, anyway I was just like you're lying but my husband like egged it on I was like oh why are you doing this um, and he was like show me a picture and so the guy texted back a picture of all the money that he had scammed people out of that day 
It was like on his desk, just money everywhere. Anyway, it made me want to throw up. But and my husband kept egging it on. <laughs> who who gave you your dog back? So in the end, <laughs> I have to know. But, um. I think it was, so he's gone for two days, but um, luckily our dog ran in the right direction. Like he ran to a nicer part of town. Okay. Um, and some super loving people that had dogs over their own just had found him and, and took him in. And luckily he still had his, his um, collar. collar on, but it was weird because we keep it on a certain hole, you know, the, the mm-hmm. buckle. So it had been removed. Um, it, it had been removed. And I think once... Um, I don't know, maybe the signs went up or something that this guy just maybe kind of freaked out or... See, I told you LA is such a predatory place. Um, They'll steal your dogs. But see, but... (laughs) (laughs) Put them in commercials. But there were still those super loving people that were like... And they even were like, you know, we go up to the trail. Do you want to walk your dog with us? And we're like, oh my gosh, that would be so wonderful. Yeah, let's go for a walk. Wow, that's cool. So anyway, that's my dogs in LA story. (laughs) <laughs> and we have our dog he's also been hit by a car before oh my he's god like, he's a survivor I'm not gonna give up <laughs> back <laughs> that's wow. my dog's theme song Beyonce. oh okay alright so that was a super uh, long right. tangent no that's <laughs> that's okay we don't have a time and then you it. didn't even finish with what how, what happened to the dog I was like what wait wait what how'd you get the dog <laughs> That's uh, great. Anyway. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh, that's that's fantastic. Uh, well, uh, if you've had fun uh, listening to Natalie, uh, you can uh, contact her or or at least connect with her somewhat on uh, Facebook. Uh, she's at www.facebook.com slash Natalie Lerner fan page. And I'll have the link up uh, for the blog post for the actual, sorry, podcast episode. She's also at natalielearner.me, so it's uh, It was M-E. the cheapest thing out there. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I, I've got a Wix.com one that I've actually never made public because I just I don't have time to update it, but uh, eventually that'll happen. Um, I asked Callan the same thing, but Callan's been out of the loop for a while. I'm ghosting right now. He's, he's, yeah. he's going without. Um, my headshots even have very long hair. I need to get new headshots. I need, I need to get new headshots. I just need to get too. back in the game. I understand. You know? My headshots are old, too. For the, for the show? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my hair was, like, down to my shoulders. Oh, wow. For five totally years. Totally L.A. That's, yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah, okay. I've never surfed, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The water's too cold. I also oh. work at Stageworks, if any, uh, uh, stageworkstx.org. Which is um, where we are having the show, A Few Good Men. Um, so yeah. Um, anyway, both of you, thank you for coming out on a thank Friday night. Thank you for night. having us. Yes, yeah. Appreciate it. Um, I know you guys could have done other things that were way more exciting, but I'm glad that you got a chance to talk to me and, and our listening audience, um, and playing games with us. So thank you very much for that. You're both awesome. And I'm really happy to be in a cast with you. Yeah. Oh, I'm very excited. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> Uh, Kellen McLaughlin nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and Natalie Lerner are the leads in the stage work production of A Few Good Men, which is already shaping up to be an excellent show, despite the fact that I'm also in it. Um, Boo, you're great. You yeah. are great. Thank you. Our production opens Friday, June 8th and runs weekends through July 1st. Tickets are already on sale at stageworkshouston.org. And if you use the coupon JAG, that's J. Jay- 
as in Judge Advocate General. <laughs> mm, learned something today. Yeah, uh, that's if you use the uh, online coupon JAG, you can get $8 off any adult ticket at checkout. So that's a fun fact to know and learn and tell people. And I was told that I could tell anyone. So yeah. now the whole world knows. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and if uh, So thanks again. You've been listening to Strutting and Fretting, conversations with actors and performing artists from Houston and beyond. Our theme music is by Ben Miller. Part of this episode was written by William Shakespeare. Uh, speaking to you from Studio E42, I'm your host, Timothy Eggert. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the cheap seats. How did this happen? You have to believe me, Beast would never do anything to endanger Fable Town. I think this situation requires certain skill sets, Miss White. I guess it takes a wolf to track a wolf. We may have a problem. Protecting Fable Town was my job. I failed them. There are things that happened in the homelands. Things that nobody knows about. Whatever's happened is bad. But right now, Fable Town could use a little bad of their own. Welcome to Fable Town. For more information, go to fabletownseries.com.